Hello again, and welcome to episode three of Wed Talks, Weddings, Entertainment, Drama. This episode, uh, let's look at how we're spending our quarantine life here. We're probably much like everybody else in America, but... Bored. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. And then later, we're going to talk to Kelsey and Holly, one of our great friends and future couples, uh, Halloween this year, hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, Evan still has a day job, so that takes up most of his quarantine life, which leaves me to just entertain myself. <laughs> which um, I think you prefer if I, if I, I, I wanted you to binge Tiger Kings with me, but you didn't. So that was a solo I came, binge. I came in and out of that show and I saw enough to be intrigued, but not enough to get the full scope. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. But at the same time, all the memes have filled me in on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's one of those things where it's so prominent on the Internet right now with memes and jokes and stuff like you kind of like have to be in on the joke you get like serious FOMO if you don't know what's going on this is what Mike and I say is that it gives us a reason to binge all of these terrible terrible shows like Love is Blind uh, because we need to keep up with our couples (laughs) and be able to talk about it Uh, and having a day job gives me a perfect excuse not to watch any of that yes exactly exactly (laughs) because i am i'll admit it i am a snob when it comes to what i watch and if it's not like stanley stanley kubrick (laughs) or star trek or something where i'm thinking or admiring the cinematography uh i by and large avoid it and that's annoying for Jess, I know. Yes, but that's where Mike comes in as my <laughs> let's binge trash TV together. I have zero standards. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somewhat, but mostly not. Yes. So we, I binged Love is Blind. Evan wanted nothing to mm. do with that show. Oh, he... I am so against reality TV <laughs> since, since the early days, since like all the way back in the Osbournes era, like... I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm not watching this. It's not real. It's so fake. I can't get over it. I can't get past the edifice of these shows. And I know that people adore them so much. So it's tough. I don't think it's that I adore reality TV. It's just, it's just mindless entertainment. It's something to just escape with, you know? Yeah. I mean, Love is Blind was so stupid stupidly ridiculous that it was like you just had to to be there and you know tiger kings was also just i you could ask me to outline tiger kings for you and i don't think i could yeah. well, there's because, only one tiger king sorry sorry <laughs> you think tiger king yeah just even, saying even i know that and i didn't watch all the episodes he is the tiger king <laughs> you could ask me to outline everything that happened in that show and i don't think that i could because it was so much and it was so ridiculous that i was like i feel like i need to watch this again because i don't <laughs> well know. it's just so absurd that i can't even explain no, we, we binged, uh, we accidentally watched all eight hours of the latest Money Heist. Uh, yeah, last night, accidentally. Accidentally, <laughs> because we thought uh, that the series was wrapping up. So we're like, oh, you know, two more episodes, 
three more episodes we can see how it ends and then there's a part five yeah i was misinformed by you yeah me who told me that this was the final season well when when uh part when when part three came out uh I was reading to see, like, oh, what what's in store for the next part? And at that time, they were saying that, oh, there's only one more part because the director is going to move on to a different project. And then I didn't read anything since. So obviously that has changed in the interim. So I guess we have to wait until coronavirus passes and they get back to production and... Uh, maybe two years to find out what happens. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait that long. It was also like two years before the next Mind Hunter. Oh yeah. And Mind Hunter is my favorite thing I've oh, ever watched. If there's anything that Jess likes more than weddings, it's murder. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love murder. I don't think you're alone with that, but true crime is like your yeah. Number one. Oh my God! Yes. You could talk for hours about that that case uh, with the what, what's her name with the text messaging. Oh, the Michelle Carter case. Yeah, the Michelle Carter. You could talk for hours we, about that. I watched the whole trial. Remember on my cell phone. <laughs> yes, you like, did live, live, live as it was happening. Yep. There's just so much content out there with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Um. Like she's, I just watched the um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal, which is about uh, Massachusetts. I watched that one too. That was that was pretty good and very interesting. It was very interesting, and it was just, it was like, just Tiger King crazy. It was like, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah, like it gets more and more, and it's only four episodes, um, so definitely easily doable in one day, especially if you're. As, as skilled at binge, binging things as, as we are. <laughs> I would say as, say that there's a lot of content, but there's also not enough because I would die to see the Bruins right now. <laughs> True. I mean, I'm really missing sports. It's like sports killing me Sports is on the your inside. life, Mike. Yeah. And I know hockey is mine. Uh, for you, Jess, you didn't have any skin in the game anymore because your <laughs> Buffalo team's suck <laughs> but uh i miss yeah there was, there was so much promise for the bruins like it's it's Mike's heartbreaking been so desperate he was watching some handball oh, yeah. thing European the other day. I was, yeah i was watching i think it was from i think it was hungarian um but it was some it was a professional league of some kind uh an espn the ocho it was on uh, no it was <laughs> it was on a channel i've never heard of um, but that does like international sports and whatnot. Um, I'd watched handball like at the Olympics, like the last the last summer Olympics, and it's pretty fun to watch. It's like fast paced. It's like a cross between basketball and like lacrosse. We should kind play of. your curling game that we got you. We do have a tabletop little cur- curling, curling game. Yep. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we can make our own sports tournaments. <laughs> I, I mean, know people have been doing brackets with random things like potatoes and. I did the potato TV bracket. characters. Yeah. But that's uh, not enough. That's not going to replace like your March Madness or your hockey playoffs. We, I mean, we need our own sports. I think we need to do like living room Olympics in America. Yeah, like office Olympics. That would be good for us. I think we should come up with like 
a Just Sinatra Photography Olympics, and we do it here. I mean, we could do, like, how fast can we do our, our shutter finger? <laughs> I, I can feel how, the carpal tunnel already. How quick can you change your settings from yeah. light to dark? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Any books? Because some people, you know, might get sick of watching Netflix for 14 hours a day, so. I am reading a ton of books. <laughs> I Can I, can I talk about your book habit for a little bit because <laughs> i've experienced a little bit of it too. <laughs> i i have clued jess into this wonderful magical place it's this place it's beautiful where you can have any book for free for a limited time but you can have it for free this is called the public library and i know they're closed right now so it doesn't help but she insists on buying these books all the time and she keeps them on the shelf and I'm like we're paying 17.99 for this book you could have had for free I like to own my books it's weird I feel like they're an accomplishment it's like a little medal you've done it you've read this <laughs> book now you get to keep it um I also like to reread some of my books so there that's fair i have it at any time to reread it um but i also like to read the latest books which the library doesn't always have but you know who does have it barnes and noble (laughs) (laughs) amazon too but amazon too uh but right now i can't really get anything from amazon so i have Three books left. I I kind of stocked up when we were going into more of a stay-at-home procedure. Uh, Mike was not very happy about accompanying me to the bookstore and searching for books with me. Um, Although I'm much better at finding books than you are. Yeah, actually the only reason I think I found all of them. Well, I'm pretty sure you didn't know what the Dewey Decimal System was <laughs> until very recently, so I'm not surprised by that. I don't know. I so, I mean, the books are just alphabetical, and you were just like, you had no like order to the way you were looking no, for books. You're just no gonna order. walk around forever like, until you saw the book. Yeah. Mike was like, I cannot be in this fucking store anymore. Get me out of a bookstore. <laughs> that um, speaks volumes about him. Nah, <laughs> I, I need the next chapter a in my life to start. Grown. <laughs> it's all right to groan at home. Uh, <laughs> hashtag groan at home. This is a perfect segue because I know that some of the books that you just recently got came from Holly, of Kelsey and Holly, who we're going to speak to next. Yes. I haven't read Holly's books yet. Are they the lesbian books? Yes. They are the lesbian (laughs) books. The one of them sounds sounds very interesting to me, Um, but as we talked about in the beginning of this segment... I love murder. (laughs) Uh, So most of my books are, you know, suspense, thriller, mystery, murder type things. And Holly is a much lighter, happier person. And so her books are not about murder. They're about romance and lesbians. Yes. Yes. And now we'll talk to Kelsey and Holly. They're getting married Halloween, October 31st at Camp Cody in Freedom, New Hampshire. So 
Let's first ask Kelsey and Holly, how long have you guys been together? Our first date was on September 11th <laughs> of, um, let's see. Not the September 2018. 2018. Yep. yep. Um, and then she proposed almost, we're not quite out a year, but it was uh, beginning of June or end of May last last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. we've been together for a total of two um, years, almost, yeah. almost two years. Okay. What was your engagement story? Kelsey's dad was um, sick at the time, and our family had not uh, our families had not gotten together yet to, um, and met. And we thought it was important for our families to meet um, while her dad could still accept visitors. Um, so we had uh, a big barbecue planned for the two families and some other friends to get together and just have a cookout and kind of get to know each other. Um, it was probably like a little bit earlier than we thought we had planned the <laughs> Absolutely. proposal, but it was really important to us that um, her dad could be a part of it and be there with us and have as much family together as we could for that moment. So while I was definitely surprised by it, it ended up being um, the perfect timing for, for it. So did you talk about like marriage and proposals prior to that we had and we had one rule holly wasn't i asked holly because she had taken every other first in our relationship i asked her to allow me the honor to propose <laughs> yeah <Okay>. yeah okay. <laughs> we, had to, we knew we, were, we knew it was coming down the road it just it happened a little bit sooner than i think we were initially anticipating but didn't you know it wasn't like shocking to either of us we knew it was coming yeah they do have their proposal on video too do. thanks to mike that's yes. true i was there present Mike is also the man of honor yep. on my side. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, Mike lives with Kelsey and Holly, and we share joint cost custody of Mike. Yeah, that is my um, second third wheel situation. <laughs> no, we, we like to say he's our, he's our axle. He is our, our axle. third wheel. He keeps us together. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Mike is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, how soon after getting engaged did you guys really start the process of looking at venues and deciding on dates and things like that? Did you take time to be engaged for a little bit or did you immediately kind of jump right into that process? I think our hand was a little forced and waiting a couple months um, because of my dad. But I think we went up and looked at we were looking at venues, and then I think in September, we started to, like, actually look at them. So we got I think. engaged the beginning of June, and then I um, had also started a new career as a veterinarian the next day. Oh, um, So <laughs> I got engaged, and then the next day I started a new job. Um, so I think that there we knew that we wanted to wait a little bit, um, you know, not, not terribly long, but I wanted to, you know, feel comfortable in my new position, um, Kelsey's dad obviously had some health issues going on. Um, we moved to a new area. There was a lot of kind of things going on in our life that we knew we didn't want to do it kind of right away. So I think, you know, initially when we came back from the proposal and we got back to our house, we were like, all right, let's not set a date, but let's set a year. And I think we actually initially said 2021. We did. And now we <laughs> Looking are... back at that now probably would have been a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we ended up doing, instead of, you know, kind of spring 2021, a fall of 2020. So not too far off that. Um, but things kind of fell into place really nicely and kind of came together a little bit more, you know, smoother and sooner than we had 
thought they would. Um, so, but we are really happy with the timing of everything, assuming that things still go according to plan. <laughs> so, when you guys began the whole looking at venue kind of process, had you did you have a budget set aside? Or a cap, and were you kind of taken back by budgets or, or I mean, venue prices or catering right. prices, things like that? I think we are extremely fortunate in that we have Holly's family um, supporting a lot of what we need. We needed. Um, I actually wasn't expecting that at all. When we went to our venue and we we're talking about booking the date, her mom turned to us and said, "This is how much your father and I can take," and then. I think I started crying. <laughs> yeah, she started crying. I didn't. <laughs> it just was so unexpected. So I think that, you know, with the amount that her mom gave us, that was what our budget was going to be. And, and Holly and I have paid for quite a, quite a bit on our own, too. Just for some of the extras above and beyond what yeah. the, you know, kind of the core base budget was. But, you know, we were really, really very lucky that um, my parents were, were able to, to help us out with the budget and, and with everything. And, you know, there wasn't too much extra that we have to put in to kind of cover the rest of it. And we kind of enabled yeah. us to be able to get a lot of the stuff that we wanted and weren't sure that we were going to be able to afford on our own. Um, so, but it, I still am surprised at the expense of everything. <laughs> it doesn't take away the sticker shock, even if you're having help. Yeah. Um, especially cause you know, you're like, Oh gosh, my parents are paying for so much, but, yeah. um, it was, it was nice because it gave us an opportunity to do like the normal wedding things. And then Holly and I on our own were able to do the above and beyond and pay for, things out of our own pockets that maybe we wouldn't have normally done like ruby the photo bus and yeah you were so, able to yeah splurge a little bit yeah. more on the side yeah. yeah yeah okay um so we want to talk a lot about not a lot about but i want to focus on the fact that you guys are a lesbian couple and we how are does that <laughs> what <laughs> first time hearing of this shocked. <laughs> i'm shocked um how did that affect some of your decisions? Obviously, when it comes to vendors, we are your photo and video team. You guys know us. So that wasn't so much of something you had to think about. But when it came to like looking at venues, mm -hmm. knowing if they were LGBTQ friendly or if they advertised with any, you know, lesbian photos or things like that, was that something that came across your mind did you have to think about it did you want to think about it so our venue actually so we are getting married at um a summer camp in freedom new hampshire off a lake and um they do weddings there throughout throughout the summer and and some of the fall I didn't actually look up ahead of time to see if they were kind of LGBTQ friendly, but we did luck out there. I think we are. I think they said we are their first lesbian wedding, and they seem very excited very, about very it. They're very, very excited about it. Um, so we are too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, kind of worked out in our in our favor there, where it wasn't something that we sought out, but that they're very excited about, and um, you know. So far, I I really haven't had any trouble with any of the venues that we've gone to or you know especially like when I was looking at dresses or you know they or talking to the florist and 
you know, they're like, oh, okay, so is Kelsey going to be wearing a dress or a suit? And they want to know all those details. Um, I was a little uncomfortable at Men's Warehouse. Oh, yeah, we did go get a suit fitting. But but I think but that they were they were awesome. They were awesome. Yep. I think you were just uncomfortable in the setting. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough to be in a setting where you get a lot of eyes. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of uncomfortableness around a female shopping for male clothes. It is a very, yeah. it's a male-dominant store like it's called I men's mean, it's warehouse, called men's <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> yeah and when it is like very if i may say so though as a man i feel uncomfortable going there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think for for the most part though we haven't had any I haven't, sort of bad experiences yeah. and i haven't to sought out like you know i haven't we haven't been for like up front like she'll say me and my wife or me or me and my fiance or i don't know how we phrase it but I don't even think we, that's the first question that we ask. Okay. I've been out pretty much my entire life and have had a super supportive family. I've hardly ever gotten any pushback on it. Like I, so my mindset is so much that I almost don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I think some other people who had probably more difficulties coming out and, you know, um, and feeling comfortable with, with who they are, probably they think about it a bit more during the process than I would, where I've never really had an issue with it or, or, you know, like had mm. struggles with it. Um, so we're lo- very lucky in that way. So I guess, Kelsey, I would kind of pose this question more towards you than if you say, if we were not your photo video team and you guys had to go looking for vendors, mm-hmm. would it make a difference to you seeing something on our website or something that says LGBTQ friendly, you know, seeing photos that are more of a reflection of your relationship with Holly versus just the standard male female relationship? Um, I do think I would be biased if I was looking at um, a photographer's website and saw a picture of a same-sex couple. I think it would definitely steer me in the direction of reaching out to them over a photographer that doesn't okay. advertise that. I think it's always that. refreshing to see that, too. It is, yeah. because it, I think that it, what's, you know, missing in a lot of the... I don't want to say, I don't want to call it the older generation, but people who don't understand it is it's the same love that you share as a male and a female than if you are same-sex. And I think that that gets lost a lot in some of the less open and yeah you know what i'm trying to say yes yeah, yeah. i definitely think though i buy so i'm like if i see like a like a lesbian couple or something on some sort of advertisement representation I def- yeah i definitely am biased towards towards those uh companies yeah so i mean that's kind of one thing we we really strive to make sure that everybody knows that we are all inclusive um you know it's a lot, a lot happens with some of our interracial couples where, you know, they want to meet to see how we react to them being interracial and things like that. And this is terribly sad and upsetting to me, um, which is why I like to, to touch on it with you guys too, because, you know, if you had any negative experiences that, that kind of make you think about things a little bit more everyday life, um, Holly probably has had a lot less of those experiences than I have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I <clears throat> I have family members that, like, want nothing to do with me because I'm gay. So yeah. it's tough. But you know what? At the same time, you have to remember who you are. You have to live your life. Yep. Yeah. Um, so kind of going into a little bit about, about family, how are you guys balancing 
what you want for your wedding and what you guys vision, and maybe this is a little more directed towards Holly because I kind of know, um, versus how much influence your family has over what you guys are, are doing. I think we're really lucky in the fact and that, well, you know, I think that Kelsey's side of the family is a little bit more hands-off on the wedding side of things. Absolutely. But, um, you know, my family is very invested in it, but they're totally with, like, whatever makes you happy. And they want it to be, you know, our day, our vision, you know, what we want our wedding to be like, like our day. Not, not their vision, but our vision. And, um, you know, we've never been a family where it's like we want a traditional wedding in a church and you know we're having another summer camp and it's um we're having a softball game yeah we're having like, a softball game my my aunt traditional is a, lesbian aunt is, softball game yeah. <laughs> my aunt is officiating like they are just really excited for us and want it to be you know our day and what we want and so i think that's been you know there's not really been any sort of no drama mother of the bride like craziness or anything like that you know my not they're yet. all just very yeah <laughs> they're all just very excited for us and so mike and i kind of were talking about it yesterday is like a bigger wedding because i mean i know you're not getting married in a church but you are kind of having like a traditional outline of a wedding um you're having a little bit of a bigger wedding you have a decent sized bridal party wedding party um is that something that you each always wanted or is that maybe something that was influenced by your family versus like eloping or something like that how much time do we have (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me it wasn't so much about the size of the wedding but that I my family happens to be large and happens to be very close so it naturally progressed into a large wedding but it wasn't something like oh I've always wanted some big huge event with with a bunch of people it's just my family ends up being really big and we're uh, you know I'm lucky that we're all very close so when you go down your list of people that have to be there you know and if you have a big family and a lot of people that are close to you it just naturally ends up being big so it wasn't something that I had necessarily always dreamed of but just kind of happened naturally I don't know about you Kelsey um, <laughs> well, um, I've had a wedding before prior to this one that I'm doing, <laughs> but, um, so, so Kelsey's been married I, before. I, I've been married before, um, to a guy. So there's, I, there's, there's that. Listen, you want to throw a surprise in there for our listeners? I was married to a girl, so... <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> where's, the, where's, the, where's the bomb? The bomb yeah. uh, sound. sound effect. Um, and, and I had the wedding where everything was what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. So I am very happy in, in a sense that literally I could not have dreamt a better like wedding. Like to have, you know, sports involved and, you know, all the family be there and for it to be on, you know, the shores of a lake in northern New Hampshire. Like literally could not have planned it any better. Um, so I'm really excited, and I don't think that um, my family's had zero influence on this wedding, so it's been nice. Good. Um, what kind of compromises for your theme and your style have you guys had to work on together? They, they just gave each other, like, the cutest there, little there, there hasn't been any compromise. <laughs> well, it, I, is, it is funny, though, because, like, outside, like, besides wedding styles, Kelsey's, like, very kind of preppy. And yeah. I'm very I much was, not. Yes. So our styles are actually very, they're very different. But, um, you know, planning the wedding, like our, our image was actually quite cohesive. We 
we had a pretty similar idea of what we wanted. And Kelsey was, you know, nice enough that she's kind of let me run with things. And uh, it just so happened that the things I brought up to her are stuff that she also liked. But I, I think that, you know, I've done a majority of the styles and kicking things out. <laughs> I don't but, care about colors. Yeah. I just care about winning she the did, damn she softball has, game. <laughs> she has not the greatest sense of style it's either. Like, <laughs> but hey, I dress nicely. She likes shades of brown for, for de- decorating and those sorts of oh, things. Wow. So, so, so we, we did a little bit of exactly yeah. thank you evan she's, she's like um, the office the, the brown balloon yeah, yeah. It is our it wedding is <laughs> <laughs> you um, should put that up there for like the, yeah. the, the rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, dinner yeah. <laughs> but lucky enough that our, what came together you know we would go over a couple different options of things and then kind of narrow it down together but we, we've had a very kind of cohesive vision of what we wanted and it's worked out really well we haven't had any big tiffs over Nothing. decisions we or never anything fight. like that <laughs> Everyone fights occasionally. <laughs> that was a joke. I was the same. We fought last week. I was pretty sure you guys said last week you fought. Yeah, we fought last week. Like the same. She day. ate my last cookie. I did. I did. She was, I was very upset. I was midnight snacking and I ate her last cookie from Chick Fil A. Oh. Yes, we're lesbians who support Chick Fil A. I, 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 I can't say I support Chick Fil A. No, we eat it. I contradict them though because I do not eat. Chick-fil-A. What did Chelsea just, really is? The what did I bring you last week? Chick Fil A. You brought me Chick Fil A. Yeah. Did you like it? Not. I wasn't enthralled. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. We we like the waffle bias, fries. Bias. I liked the waffle fries. I like the gooey the cookie. Chick-fil-A the cookies. Sauce. See, that's what she ate. She ate my last Chick Fil A cookie. It's I didn't a love the cookie. Really? It was too gooey. I like gooey. No. She doesn't like the gooey. I, I love like the, the gooey. gooey. I love the gooey too. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was too, it was too, and it was too sweet for me. It was just no ugh. such thing. Oh, there is such You're thing. already sweet enough. Oh, God. The collective I'm glad, Ed, I'm glad Evan said Hash, it, because I was going to. Hashtag no, grown at home. Yeah, hashtag grown at home. <laughs> Without me constantly telling you guys that corona could be an issue for your wedding, is it something that you've thought about together? Talked about, uh, maybe considered what you would have to do should it impact you at all? We haven't really yet. Um, you know, we've thought about that it could be a possibility that it could affect our plans. Every time I bring it up, Holly says, let's but, not worry about it until we have to. That's yeah. a good... I don't think that we're at a point yet yeah. where we need to worry about an October 31st wedding. Mm-hmm. It's, is it in the back of our minds? Sure. Absolutely. But, like, why continue? Why stress about it until yeah. you need to stress exactly. about it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of been our philosophy. Hopefully That's it doesn't a healthy wait. attitude. Yeah. yeah. Every every single day it comes up in my mind though where I'm like, but well, this is really going to suck. I know like, cuz it's like you're like, oh gosh, everything is wheel set in motion. It's our, you know, our vision, we're so excited about it and to think about having to reschedule is heartbreaking, but you know, hopefully that is not a reality for us, although it's unfortunate it's been a reality for a lot of other couples. So, one thing we were talking about uh was how do we protect ourselves as vendors going into a wedding? And would it be like totally foreign and strange if we showed up with masks on or something? I think in the current climate, Absolutely it wouldn't be not. strange. If you all had just like black formal, wear your formal masks. With like little little uh, bow ties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. yeah, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. If we dress them up. All right. I think if our vendor is willing to come out and do that for us, I'm going to say I have no problem if they want to protect themselves in any way, shape, or form. So one thing we've been asking every couple is, 
I know it's early in the process for you guys, but what is a, something you would, would do for any prospective couple looking at the wedding process? And what is something you wouldn't do that you've currently experienced? Figuring out what your priorities are in terms of what your vision is, what's important to you. Like, Make sure they align with your partner. Right. We're yeah. very fortunate but in that. Be, ours but be, did, you but know, be somewhat lenient, you know, <laughs> make compromises. Um, you know, I think planning things early is never a bad thing. Um, you know, in terms of things we wouldn't do, you know, maybe not get married in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I think just, you know, just be understanding. Just remember that it's your day, yeah. not anybody else's. Right. I think, I think it's important. Don't like, I feel like myself got, I got caught up a little bit in wanting my mom to be somewhat, not supportive, but like involved. excited or involved. And she's not wanting to do that these days, which is fine. But, you know, I'm not, don't, don't let things like that weigh you down remember that it's your day and it's between you and the person you're marrying and embrace I think also that. too what I found throughout the planning process is don't get like if you're one of those people where I was never really one of these people but who's been planning their wedding for like since they were a little kid don't get super caught up on what you think that you want if something if you're like oh maybe I like this wasn't what I was expected that I wanted, but I'm liking this. Like, don't be afraid to stray from your original vision if it's, be if it works. Yeah. If it works That's out a, that way. That's a very good point. I know that because I went dress shopping with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dress is beautiful. She doesn't she, know she what it looks like. She has no idea like. what it looks like right now. Everybody else at this table knows yeah. what it looks We've like. We've all so. seen this, it. Yes. This is horseshit. Can I say shit on a podcast? Yes. 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 We're rated M for mature. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and talking to us about your experience. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you guys for being supportive and amazing. And awesome. And we love you. Yay. We love you, too. We love you, Aww. too, guys. Mike's like gross. Fifth wheel. He's <laughs> <laughs> our axle. Every week, we'll be doing a pro tip. This week's pro tip will be sponsored by Handyman Charlie. Work that measures up. Hire Charlie. This episode's pro tip. 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 Take your tip from us. Just the pro tip. Benders, you hungry? Baguettes fit nicely in most camera bags. I love you. Well, that concludes another thrilling episode of Web Talks. Next episode, we'll delve into TikTok and how it's enveloping our entire lives in quarantine. Then we talk to Courtney and Evan getting married at the Crystal Lake Golf Club later this year. Stay tuned. Outro music. Yeah.